Welcome in, welcome in, at long last, for a Suck Bowl edition of the Attaway Podcast, brought to you by LSPN, here, as always, with my good friend, Nick Sunball. Nick Sunball, please, tell the people how you're doing. You know, I'm a little disappointed because today is the end of football season for PLU, but we ended on, on a bright note. We got a conference win finally in today's Suck Bowl. We did. And if you're curious why we're calling it the Suck Bowl, we will get into that and much more on the podcast today. We're going to go through all the fall sports. Yes, it has been a minute, and you might be asking why. And I could give you a lot of reasons. Uh, the main reason that I'm going to say is because Nick and I had to seriously reevaluate <laughs> a lot of our takes after we lost to Lewis and Clark at home on homecoming a game that we were i was guaranteeing a win yeah and we lose 28 14 essentially what happened is me and nick decided to live under some bridges for a little bit <laughs> we had to go into hiding we basically. had to go into hiding we had to reevaluate ourselves and the podcast <laughs> because how could such a crazy thing happen turns out they're lewis and clark I mean, let's not pretend that they're like the uh, the elite of the AWC, but they did finish three and four in conference, which is far from you know it's not a bad record. Um, so really, the loss back then looked way worse than it does now. It's still not pretty, but like Nick alluded to, we had the NWC Suck Bowl, and that Kill is you versus Willamette, both coming in zero and six in conference. One of these teams. Finally going to pick up a conference win. This reminded me earlier in the NFL season, if you remember, uh, the Redskins and the Dolphins played. <laughs> they were both winless going into that game. And uh, one of your favorite players, Pat McAfee, referred to that game as the Suck Bowl. Yes. And so I'm applying that term to today's game. Yes. And in the Suck Bowl, we called it in the Suck Bowl it was indeed because... <laughs> uh, particularly from Willamette, yeah. that was some really, really ugly football. So, I mean... You know, we're not going to leave you guys in suspense. I mean, the game, we sat through the game, so you don't have to. It was 45-20. to 20, That's the final score. But a lot of their points were scored in complete and utter garbage time. Yeah, absolutely. This game was uh, <laughs> like 42-6 to six at one point. And then uh, Willamette finally put up two touchdowns like at the very end of the game against like our third string. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I will say, especially in the first half, we looked completely dominant. Absolutely. It was 35-6 to six at half. Yes. I mean, we looked dominant. It looked like we shouldn't have even been on the same field. If I'm being <laughs> like, I made the joke to Nick. I said that a better game would have been Willamette versus Clackamas High School just down the road because <laughs> literally Willamette was doing just some completely boneheaded things like, and, and just miscues like long snapper threw the ball right over the punter's head, yeah. and then the punter stepped out of bounds, safety. And then they got the they get the ball later on, they're at like the two-yard line, and then they decide to line up in shotgun and do a yeah, running they're play. they're running out of the shotgun. What? And the running like, back, okay, there's like a pretty, from what <laughs> I remember seeing, there's like a decent gap like right in front of him, and for some reason he tried to cut it outside and basically ran into his lineman, like almost the butt fumble 2.0. <laughs> And gives up a safety. It made zero sense. It makes no sense. And another one that we just finished talking about was 
in the second half, I knew that Willamette was done trying when they went for it. It was like their own 45-yard line. It was fourth and nine. And I'm like, okay, yeah, they're just going to line up in the shotgun. They're just going to try to get the yards. Nope. They Again, they line up in shotgun, and they just do a run right up the gut. And yeah, I'm like... Who are you trying to fool here? Are you... Like, that's like Freddy Kitchen stuff right there. <laughs> that is like some trash-level coaching. Are you kidding me? You're coaching to lose. Like, what are you doing? So, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not trying to discount the Lutz win. I mean, when I say we looked dominant, like... We could pretty much do whatever we wanted. Yeah, you know, we, we were running all over them. The air raid was in full effect. There, we could do whatever. Yeah, we could. I mean, Bryce looked really good. Three hundred nine. Oh, excuse me, three hundred nineteen passing yards. Uh, he could have had more, but for whatever reason, he got he got hurt in the second half. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the play, but it was a really weird play. Like he stepped forward. There it, it was like there was no contact with there him. There was no think. contact. He like stepped forward. He like turned and he planted his foot, and it just it just like it looked weird. Like he came down weird on his, when he planted or something. And he twisted his ankle. It was a really weird play. But then he comes back in the next series, and then yeah. he gets hit, and then he actually gets hurt. <laughs> and so again, and we'll get into this, but poor PLU coaching. I'm not talking about this game. I'm talking about previous games. We can talk about how we feel about the coaches. But why? It's the last game of the season. I, I get it. Just pull Bryce after yeah. the first injury. Yeah, that makes like, no sense. Especially if game. he's trying to play next. Like, just don't worry. It's the last game of the season. We're not trying to risk this guy's health. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, especially so, when you're already up by almost 30 points. Yeah, we're killing him. There's no reason for it. No. So... I don't know. But, I mean, receivers looked good. Running game looked good. I'll give a special shout-out to Alex Rennan. This guy looked very dominant today. He was mossing people all over. He was fantastic. He had three touchdowns. He had three touchdowns. There was a play in the back of the end zone. He literally (laughs) grabbed it from the defender's arm. Yeah, he just snatched it from him. That easily could have been a pick, but Alex Rennan said, no, I don't think so, and just snatched it from him like he was a little kid. Yeah. No, and it was sick because that was actually one of the few plays that looked like Willamette had some decent defense. Yeah. Like, he, the defender was in the right spot, but yeah, Alex Turner was like, no, I'm taking it. <laughs> so so it was it was a good win. Willamette finishes winless in the conference. Uh, however, they do wind up with the same amount of wins as PLU because they had two wins out of conference. One of them, I believe, was against Pomona Pitzer, and then the other was against Lewis and Clark Valley, who... I did some research. Apparently, they're from Eastern Washington. I have never heard <laughs> ever of this school, and these guys beat this Lewis and Clark Valley team fifty-six to seven. What the heck? So I'm convinced. This. I'm convinced that this is like a super small high school, or a scrimmage with a collection of guys they found off the street, like old football <laughs> guys, and they're like, okay, let's just. Let's just make Pat a record a little bit and get this game going. But because I don't know how this team even won. Alright, I tried games. to just look up this game on uh, Willamette's <laughs> website, but apparently their web designers are as bad as their football team because their website is completely broken. I can't see anything. Yeah, their their website's trash. You can't even see properly see their schedule. No, the schedule doesn't come up. It's just a blank white page. <laughs> yeah, so 
we get it. We understand that the administration at Willamette is kind of ashamed of the football effort this year, so that's probably why they hit it. But <laughs> I will say their stream is top. Yes, of the it line. was. Their stream was so good. Their stream was incredible, actually. That was like a professional broadcast. It was. They had uh, transitions that looked good. They had multiple camera angles. They had replays. They had replays, and they had something that should be mandatory in every stream: a scoreboard. Yes. With the time and play clock. <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of streams this year where, <laughs> yeah, the time, it just says, like, what quarter it is, and there's no play clock. It makes, that is it's so unacceptable. Dumb. And we're talking about UPLU. Yeah, like, our stream is, is no too. exception. That yeah. is horrible. But So we will give it to Willamette. Uh, it's a shame that their performance can't match that high-quality stream. Their video audio, nice, audio quality was also very it good. It was fantastic. So I will say that was, that was impressive. I enjoyed their commentators as well. Yeah, I mean, the commentators were pretty good, cool guys. I mean, they seemed pretty fair and balanced. Yeah, they were pretty chill. They, and they were funny. They were positive, even though their team was getting just absolutely wrecked. Yeah. They were giving, but, like, those, like, ESPN game breaks, too, like, bringing us news from uh, other NWC games. They were. No, it was cool. And they were bringing their own hot takes from the NWC. They were. So that was great. I, I really appreciate it. You could tell they were having a good time. Um, but it's, it's hard. Like, I, I'm happy the season ended the same way that it started. If you can fast forward back two months, we got that win against Cal Lutheran. And yeah. we were like really hyped because we always know that like that's a rivalry and you know, we really thought we looked good in that game. We were excited for the rest of the season and then uh, it's just it, it's really it's hard it's really hard to pull po- like a lot of positives from the season. There are definite positives. There are like I think that the receivers overall, we have some explosive receivers. Yeah, I think our receiving pros really good. Our run game showed flashes um, of success. Defense was okay for some games during the year. I feel like the problem with the defense <laughs> is they play well for a while, and then in tougher games where the offense uh, can't sustain drives, and be like three and out really quick, That's and then true. the defense has to play so many snaps like they just get gassed. That is very. So I feel like true. in a lot of games we've lost, like going to like halftime roughly, like we weren't like out of the game. But it's true. It's just hard to hold on when uh. Well, when your defense gets so tired. It's true, and I even look back to that game against uh, Linfield, who was ranked twenty fourth at the time. Now they're nineteenth, so they yes. I think they finished top of the NWC if I'm correct. Yeah, they did. Um, so I mean. The, by far the best team on our schedule, and going into half, I mean, apart from some coaching errors that we can talk about, um, that game was really competitive at half. It was, like, a really competitive, hard-fought game, and then, like you said, Nick, defense gets tired. We just can't sustain. The offense can't stay on the field. Our offense can't. So... There are positives to take from the season. There are definite positives but uh, what a disappointment i hate to i mean what an absolute disappointment yeah. the only conference win we get is against willamette yeah that's pretty pitiful they shouldn't that's not an nwc team <laughs> is was... there a level lower than wc like that was really <laughs> bad that was awful they're a really level. bad football team this team lost to whitworth <laughs> 7 to 82 they lost to linfield 0 to 77 like, I I just don't understand. I, I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah, like, and I'm not trying to be a downer. Should we be happy that we have a conference win? Of course we should yeah. be happy. But I also know the 
pedigree and the history of PLU football. Um, and let's just say that Frosty Ruckering, this is this is something that Frosty would be like, we're happy about beating a bunch of these chumps. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, like, we're happy about this. And the best... Like, the best way that I could describe this is coaching malpractice. Because our coaches put our players in some really stupid situations. Yeah. And they made it really hard. Like, we have athletes. Our receivers especially. We have athletes. Yeah. But our offense are just trash play calling. Trash defensive scheming. Don't even get me started. Many issues with with some of the play calls, like punting from like your opponents, like thirty or forty. Like what is that? That's like and like so incredibly passive. It's so passive. They're scared. They were scared to be aggressive. Yeah. And oh, it just like you said, Nick. Yes, we know this isn't D one football. We know it's not the NFL. You're not gonna kick fifty yard field goals. Whatever. But if it's a fourth and five and you're at the opponent's thirty, go for like go for it. Yeah. And our coaches repeatedly were passive, repeatedly, and just don't even get me started on the play calling. <laughs> like just some really stupid things. We did not utilize our quarterbacks well. Like Bryce, he'd get injured. And then we bring in another guy who'd struggle for a game. Then we move to another quarterback who'd struggle. Then we go back to that quarterback. Yeah, what was up with the quarterback situation this year? Because we've played so many different so guys. So many quarterbacks. And it's no wonder the receivers didn't get a chance to show off their skills a lot. Because it's hard to get that routine if you're all constantly shuffling guys through. Yeah. So, I don't know. Offensive line play was okay. Quarterback got hit a lot so i'm not going to say offensive line play was great but there was definitely some like games where we established ourselves on the run today was one of them for sure um but and on the defense only give up one sack today we only gave up one sack so that's good Uh, for the defense i just continue to be confused by the defensive scheming just really really dumb things in dumb situations like Having your corners play, I'm not kidding, like 15 yards off the ball. Yeah. Like 10 yards. Like, I understand blanket coverage, um, but come on. Like, it's it's completely ridiculous. Like, you don't have, like, faith in your players when you're playing that scared. Exactly. We don't have faith. And we didn't mix up our schemes a whole lot of man-to-man. Zone, eh, a little bit, but not a lot. Uh, did like we struggled to get pressure on their quarterback. That's something that just really bothered me when I, whenever we would go watch games. The defensive line can never, could never get to their quarterback, ever. I mean, today they did, but the, I mean, the offensive line was a complete sieve, so I don't <laughs> even count that. But uh, I don't know. And so what does that boil down to? Coaching. It boils down to coaching. And I'm not calling for anybody's job or anything. I'm just calling for people to be better. Because we have athletes. We have athletes. How do I know we have athletes? Because we are in almost every single game at halftime. Yeah. Okay? But then when it comes to making adjustments, changing things up, things you do at halftime, all that, 
then that's when we would completely fall apart or just be unclutch when we needed to make plays. So I'm I primarily put that on the coaching. Incredibly frustrating at times. Incredibly frustrating at times. Like I'm thinking back to the Pacific game. I'm thinking back to the first half of the Winfield game. Awful management. Like we can be better and we should be better. So I I don't know. I I'm happy that we got the win today because I would be lying if I said I wasn't I was a little nervous cuz I was like, man, is this going to be a close game? Yeah. It wasn't. It was not a close game. We killed them like we should have. Um but again, I'm just saying, let's have realistic tones for this season. I don't know. What what do you have to say about the season, Nick? It was this pretty disappointing. <laughs> it's like like you said, we were in when you're in the game, and then you just completely, like, piss it away at the end. Because so many of the games, like, the Lewis and Court game, the George Fox game, we were either, like, tied or, like, down by less than one score uh, going into half. And then just completely piss the game away in the second half. Then we come out there after the... You should get hyped up and making adjustments at halftime. And then you go out there, you don't put up any points on the board. It makes no sense. It, it makes no sense... And I'm not going to call out any coach in particular. I'm just saying collectively, we can do better. I'm sure you agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that we can do lots better considered the history of PLU. This is, you know, if you think at this, if you were to, you know, just look at PLU in a vacuum and only focus on this year, you would think that we would be a completely horrible football school with no history when in fact we probably have the richest tradition of winning championships in the nwc but from the effort we've seen the past couple seasons that is a far pretty pitiful that is a far cry from what we've been in the past so i hate to say i do think to end on an optimistic note I do think there is reason to be excited for next season. I'm looking at the receiving core. I'm looking at the offensive line. And I'm looking at the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks are all coming back. If they're managed properly, and if we don't bounce around to each quarterback like a pinball machine every week, (laughs) we will be successful. On defense, we're returning key members from the secondary. There is reason to be excited and optimistic for next season. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying that this offseason, the coaches need to take a long look in the mirror and look at schemes and just try to get creative and just think about the philosophy. Try being more aggressive because it sucks going on there every Saturday and watching a passive football team yeah. that has players. I hate seeing us punt when we're on the other same side of the field. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So I I think that there is reason to be excited, but and I'm happy that we ended with a win, but what a what a disappoint disappointing season. We started with a win, we ended with a win. Yep. What happens in the middle? Let's just forget. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Breeze over that. Yeah. But, so, just to say it again, 
Willamette, we beat the Willamette Bearcats 45-20. to 20. The game was not that close, and I'm not kidding. It We probably could have hung 70, and I'm not, I'm not joking. That was more of a product of how bad they were. But we also had some, we looked pretty good today. Um, so that's, that is the result from the NWC Suck Bowl. And we are going to take a quick break and we're going to talk about something much more successful at PLU, and that is our soccer teams. So we will be right back with the Attaway Podcast. We are back from break. This is the Attaway Podcast with Jordan and Nick, and now we are going to talk about soccer. Uh, our soccer teams were absolutely fantastic, fantastic this season. Um, before we get to their overall record, I uh, just want to say for the women's team, congratulations to Brianna Hunting for being the NWC Defensive Player of the Year. For Megan Michaels on being the NWC Freshman and Offensive Player of the Year. That's fantastic. And the NWC Coach of the Year going to Seth Spidall, which is the PLU Women's Soccer Coach. So we swept the major awards for the NWC, which is just amazing. And we finished with an overall record of 16-3-2. We were 14-1-1 in conference, which is insane because we had a stretch in conference where we won 14 conference games in a row. That's crazy. It That's, like, for soccer, that's amazing. That's amazing. And we tied against uh, the Loggers, and we lost our final conference game to Linfield, 1-2. to but we ended up going to the NCAA tournament, and we actually played in that today. The game wrapped a couple hours ago, and the game was tied 1-1 at the end of regulation. So we went into extra time, and very quickly, I think just a minute into right, or into the extra period, there was the ball rebounded off the goal, as, as I understand, and Trinity ended up capitalizing and scoring. So they win 2-1. to one. Their championship hopes are still alive, and our Lutes will be coming back to a very proud student body. Because, like, this, especially for fall sports with how much football was struggling, this was kind of like the pride of PLU athletics. Yeah, absolutely. Like finished top of the NWC, both yeah. the women's and the men's. Yes, they. Our soccer teams were fantastic. I mean, we we were just really great from from the women's side. So we just want to say congratulations from the Attaway Podcast to the women's soccer team, and on to the men's soccer team. They finished with an overall record of 14-5-2 and, and a conference record of 11-1-2. Again, which is, like, that's crazy. Especially considering all the blowouts, especially early on in the season. Like, we had a couple, like, 5-0, 4-0, like, clean sheet wins. Like, weird. That's amazing. It's a dominant performance. It's dominant. And... They ended up going. They ended up making it to the tournament. They clinched uh, the NWC and their tournament berth. 
uh, with a win at UPS. I'm not sure if they clinched a berth, an NCAA tournament berth, with that win, but they definitely clinched the NC or NWC title with that win against the Loggers, and that is just sweet victory. Yeah, we finally got one over on uh, the Loggers this year. Finally, we got one on the Loggers at UPS, and we beat them to win the NWC. That does not get much better. No, but, that's fantastic. Yeah, and then again, the the men made the tournament for soccer. They ended up losing six to one, unfortunately, in Chicago. That was where they played. Um, but again, it's just pretty fantastic that even that they made it that far. Um, and again, we're just really happy for the men's soccer team. Um, Nick, do you have anything to add on soccer? I'll give a shout out to Zach Gregg. He's the NWC's offensive player uh, and freshman of the year, and he scored uh, their only goal for us today. That's awesome. So, I mean, looking forward, he's only a freshman. I'd say that men's soccer and women's soccer, too, is they're in good Yeah, hands. they're both set up for... They're set up for massive success. Continued success, yeah, throughout yes. the, the next few years, at least. Uh, so, and yeah, we will since be graduated, but we'll be looking on fondly and we'll be hoping that they have great performances um, just just to wish them future success. So congratulations to men's and women's soccer. Um, I figure n- now we will jump over to volleyball. Yeah, let's How's do that it. Sound, Nick? Let's do it. Um, we, had a, we had a hot take earlier in the season <laughs> that I don't even remember who we were playing. We're gonna, we said we are going to sweep someone. I think it was either Whitworth or Whitman. And uh, we, in fact, did not, and we got swept at home. Who was that? That was definitely... Was that Whitworth? It was with, oh, we also didn't get swept. It was 2-3. Uh, 2-3. Three. Three. But I remember, like... Oh, I remember that game. That was earlier in the season. So, I mean, just... We'll give... We'll give the overall record here. I mean, the women's PLU women's volleyball seventeen and eleven overall. They were ten and six in conference. Tied for second in the, the NWC. Yes. Who who took first? Do you know? Uh, Whitworth. They finished fourteen and two. There was four teams, including us, that finished uh, ten and six. Interesting. So it's very very polarized standings. Probably, I mean, some really. High yeah. teams, yeah, Whitworth, there is high Whitworth teams and very low teams. Pretty crazy, fourteen and two, and then there's a bunch of teams at ten and six, and then uh, there's a couple like average teams, and then there's some really garbage teams like a uh, Linfield finished one and fifteen. We're looking at you, Abigail Terry, Linville, <laughs> complete trash. We're just kidding, just kidding. Abigail Terry, a good friend of the show. So, um, volleyball. We had really high hopes coming into the season, really, really high hopes, especially because early on in the season, we picked up a win against the team, coincidentally, that beat us in women's soccer, Trinity University. They're kind of like our arch rivals. Why Do you know why we play them so much? I mean, they're just... It seems like really random. They're like a D3 school down in Texas, and they're like... They love athletics. I have a weird tie to Trinity. My aunt okay. used to work admissions there. It's a That's actually, really random. It's a really good school. Obviously not better than PLU. But of like course. but like, I mean, we see them like we see Trinity have really successful athletic programs. Like I feel like we always play them. But yeah. anyways. It's just I don't know, it's just we have a deal with them, I think, and that's why we play them so much. Which but is interesting because they're so far away. It, it is, it is. But 
I just remember like we beat Trinity, and we were so hyped. We were like, yes, because we're coming off that that tournament run from last year, mm-hmm. um, where we were fantastic. We were just running through the NWC. We knew that we weren't returning everybody, and we knew that there was probably going to be some struggles. Um, and the team definitely struggled more than I thought it was going to. Uh, like there were definitely times during the season where I was like, yeah, this is definitely not the same PLU team. Um, it, it's, yeah, it, it was a challenging season at times, but let's not, like, let's not just sit back and pretend that it was a complete failure. This was a pretty strong campaign. Yeah, absolutely. Volleyball team. And there, I mean, there's a lot of reason to be proud. Like, we finished 10-6, and six, we had a lot of big wins, a lot of sweeps, and we definitely saw improvement over the season. Um, like that last home stretch, just going to a couple games and comparing it to the previous, you know, the previous home stretch at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season, so much better, a ton of improvement. Um, Nick, I mean, what do you have to add to volleyball? Um, real quick, <laughs> I said we didn't get swept. I was looking at the wrong game. We did get swept by Whitworth at one point. Uh, besides that, I want to point out uh, our libero, I know volleyball terms, uh, from last year has since graduated, and she was very good, and I was concerned about how we'd be able to fill that position. And then we got a, a new freshman, Hallie Hetzler, who uh, came in to fill that spot. That's some big shoes to fill, and I thought she did a great job, and she won uh, freshman of the year. That's great. Congratulations to her. Uh, shout out a couple of Carly's housemates, Emma and Danny. They also had very strong seasons, I thought. I think Danny also won something, but I can't remember off the top of my head and I don't see this article. I know, I can't find it either. Um, but we just wanted to say congratulations to women's volleyball. Um, we know that there were really lofty expectations. Like, I want to say we were predicted to be top of the NWC at the start, and that didn't happen, but that's not a reason to completely trash the season. Absolutely not. That was this, still a very strong season. This is a very strong season. If you finish 10-6 and six in the NFL, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Absolutely. You should be feeling very good about ourselves. Um, and looking forward, because like you said, Nick, they're, we're just locking down those freshmen of the year. Yeah, apparently. Um, some we, good scouting from that. Uh, let's go from, from some of these coaches. Yes, let's go. So, oh, I found it. Daniel Skibble was named to the all-conference <laughs> team. All con- well, so congratulations to Danny. Um, so, again, congratulations to women's volleyball. And the next sport we're going to talk about is we're going to jump into swimming. So... Both men's and women's swim teams, there have been three dual meets so far. And so far, we're 3-0 and for both the men's and the women's. And the meets haven't even been that close. We've been pretty dominant. Been, I mean, we've competed really well. There's a home meet today that unfortunately did not go to but it was against george fox i believe yes and both the men's and the women's absolutely clapped them <laughs> destroyed them that's what we like to see um so yeah congratulations so far to the men's and women's team i will say something that uh, my old roommate jeff lizinski 
who I just want to mention has not been mentioned in any of the swimming news articles. That is ridiculous. He is, I believe, the only male senior that they have on the men's team, the only senior. Uh, this man needs to be mentioned. He has been putting in the work. He has been grinding, and he is going to have a fantastic season. He is just He's a really tough swimmer. And I just remember something he always would tell me is that the season doesn't really start until the logger invite. And I believe the logger invite's coming up in like three weeks, two or three weeks, because that is when teams kind of get to figure each other out a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's that big, meat, competitive atmosphere. That's when teams kind of get a feel for each other. That's when training starts to ramp up a little bit. And so that is, you know, that is going to be kind of a big determiner. Because um, I know that they, they did a, a smaller meet earlier in the season. And I think the men's team finished like five out of five teams. And the women's finished like third out of five teams or something like that. Um, but I just remember Jeff always saying, the logger invite, keep an eye on that. So congratulations so far to the swimming teams. But we're looking, we're looking ahead. We're looking forward to the logger invite because that's going to be there's going to be some good swimming at that at that event and that happens uh, from December 6th to <laughs> the 8th so coming up soon coming up soon at UPS UPS ho- hosts a ton of swimming events I know they host one at the end of the year too it's like a last last minute or they call it like the last minute event or something like that the last chance meet. the last chance to meet um I, I don't know why UP I mean maybe because they have so much money they have that nice <laughs> nice swimming they do have pretty good facilities I don't know how they get all that money I don't I, know who they're swindling it from yeah I don't either I don't either well Nick I think that wraps up the sports we wanted to talk uh, cross, country. cross country cross country how can I, I forget been, yeah that's your sport that and then sport. we also got some some breaking basketball news I just saw uh, that we gotta mention before we really are up we All right. Uh, wrap up. All right, Nick. Why don't you take us away with cross country? All right. So we had a meet. Uh, I think it was earlier today. Yes. Um, the West Region Championship. So the men's uh, cross country team finished thirteenth overall. Uh, they're led by Hezzy Goodwin. So congrats to him. Um, our good friend Chris Nussbaum. I do not think ran because I believe he's injured which is unfortunate. hate to see that. And he was the consistently one of the top runners for our boys' team. That's a big loss. Yeah. But still, overall, it's hard, you know, considering the hype that this team had behind it. Uh, it you know, that's a tough last meet to end on, but still, that's a pretty good finish, and we can be proud at, at the season for the cross-country guys because they finished runner-up in the NWC, so that's that's great. Uh, the women's team at this meet finished 10th overall. We'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. And they finished 6th in the NWC. So again, congratulations to men's and women's cross country. And we look forward to a fantastic long distance track campaign. Oh, you know I'm excited for that. <laughs> you know I'm excited for that. Especially from Chris. Chris He's going to have some stuff cooking. He's going to get healed up. I'm excited to see it. I'm really excited. Can't to see wait it. for that. Yes. All right. Well, Nick just had like a little teaser of right, this so basketball. Breaking news. basketball news. Yeah. So I was on the Go Leads page trying to find articles for the stuff we were talking about. And when we first started <laughs> recording, this was not up, but now it is. Uh, 
PLU girls basketball team unfortunately just lost a uh, sixty-five to sixty-eight to Redlands. I don't know where that is, but uh, it was interesting to see um, one of our new freshmen, uh, Tony Thibbert, was playing, which I thought was interesting because we did lose a lot of people from last year. Um, there's a lot of people not returning. A lot of core players are still there, so I think it'll be interesting to see throughout the season uh, how this roster develops. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the women's team so far is 2-2 two and two in non-conference play. And I'm getting anxious to watch our basketball teams. Yeah, me too. Like, it doesn't really kick off until J-term in January. Right. That's when, like, the heart of the season is. But, like, uh, coming up next week, either next week, what's the 26th? I'm pretty sure the men's team has a game next weekend. Yeah, and it then, looks like it. Against Chapman and Warner. Yes, and then the women's team is uh, like in a week and a half. So they, they have a home game. So I'm really excited to watch our basketball teams. I'm super, super excited, especially like J-term. I've, missed, I've been away the past couple of J-terms. Catch me in the stands for these J-term games because that is going to be... That's going to be a great time. I love it. Um, but we're really, really looking forward to it. Just an early take from from the men's team early on. So far, we are two and one. Or sorry, one and two. One and two, excuse me. One and two in non-conference. One of those games is against Seattle University. That's Yeah, I don't know why we're playing though. I don't know either. That's kind of a cool <laughs> opportunity for our guys, though. But um, we went down and played two... In, in California, uh, two games in California, and we won one and we lost the other. And I'm just saying, just an early thing that we need to look out for, what did Nick and I harp on all of last year? That the rotations and the minutes that some of our players were playing was way too many. Yeah, Way absolutely. too many. I'm not saying that we're there yet, and it's a little bit better, but again, early on in the season, I see Jordan, 37 minutes, and Kelton, 33 minutes. That's not horrible. I'm just saying I can see that being an issue when yes. we get into conference play. We need to keep Point an eye same on that. Same old habits. Same habits. We need to keep an eye on that. This men's team, we are returning all of our starters. We have a lot of hype behind this team. There are a bunch of new guys that will come in on the bench that we haven't seen play in person yet that we're really excited to watch. But this team, returning all the starters, we are expecting some good things from this team. Absolutely. Um, And some really entertaining games. Because the main thing last year, we had a bunch of young guys and we had injuries. Yes. So it was a really tough. Like, we started off really well, and then injuries and just inexperience got us. But we have that a little bit, one more year of experience. We'll be healthy going in. I'm really excited, really excited for this basketball campaign. So It's going to be lit. It's going to be super, super fun. So I don't recall it. What has been a big theme in NBA news? <laughs> or just like, not like news might not be the right word, but load management. You don't want your star players playing tons of minutes every game. And that applies not just in the NBA, but in 
the yeah. NWC too. Any Absolutely. basketball league. Absolutely. So players need their rest. You can't do. have them going forty minutes every game. We do. And like I said, I get it. Especially early on, you want to play minutes. You want to build that chemistry. I get it. Manage those minutes. Manage the minutes going into conference play, especially, and for that Christmas tournament. Because we don't want our guys to be dead tired by the time conference time starts. Because you already know we're going to have some crazy games with Whitworth and Whitman. You already know that. Whenever they come to town, even if the game isn't close, some shenanigans happen. Yeah. Or the game's really is, close. Uh, is so, Jared Christie still playing? Or did he graduate? No, he, uh, he definitely last year was a senior year. Okay. 100%. So Whitworth graduated their top two guys, and Whitman graduated, all, I think, all of their starters. Wow, okay. That's so I'm huge. not saying they're going to be trash. Like, they're going to be good still, I'm sure. But That's a big change, though. It's a big change. So the NWC, it's up for grabs. I'm not saying we're going to win it, but I'm saying we're going to be competitive. Um, I think the girls have a legit chance. Did we graduate some people? Yes. But... I also really like the core that we have, especially with Yanisek, Emma Yanisek still being around. Because um, she's the player that the girls look to. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Whenever she comes out the game last year, I remember they, they freaked out a little bit. So not to, not to jump around too much. I know the you know, men's and women's are different, but we are just very excited. Come out to the games if you can. We want these to be hype crowds and we're going to have a great time. I want uh, the Olsen Gentry hostile environment for these other teams. Exactly. We're, we want them to dread coming here. Like teams dread going to Whitworth in the, in the field house. We want people to dread coming here because they should. Because we care about our basketball team, and our basketball team is ready. So, I love it. Yep, we're excited for it. Well, Nick, do you have anything else you want to add? Nope. All right. Well, we just wanted to say thank you for bearing with us for the delay. Uh, expect some really good basketball content. Uh, don't, don't expect weekly episodes. Yeah, maybe don't <laughs> expect weekly episodes, but expect expect some more content. Uh, keep your head up, football team. And we're just we're very optimistic for basketball moving forward. So with that being said, thank you for watching the Attaway Podcast, brought to you by LSPN. And on three, we're going to say it for the people. <laughs> One, two, three. Out of